my name is Kenesha Taylor, and I am the CEO and President of Taylor Law and Business. All right. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I'm going to attempt to go live because the good doctor over here said she is better live. I got legal advice, you guys. I, I say legal advice right here in South Florida. If you're an entrepreneur, you need to have a lawyer on standby, not just for your, you know, your business, but for everybody else you're employing and for their benefit. So, Ms. Taylor, how are yes, you doing sir. today? I am amazing. I am amazing. How about yourself? Blessed by the best. Can't can't complain. You said something yesterday at our meeting for the South Florida Black Chamber, where we're both members. You said that every entrepreneur needs a lawyer. I want you, you don't have to call any names, but if you can bring a little game and maybe a little shame, why that is, because you know there's times people are calling you in their emergency, they want that your life, you know, to reflect their emergency and they want it to be your emergency, but right. they might not even be clients of yours. So talk right. about why businesses, what have you seen businesses need a lawyer like that? And there's no time to vet. It's the only time to pick up the phone call. Give us the game on that. Well, uh, since you said we, not, you know, I won't do it. I won't call any names, but <laughs> call no names, but no blame. That's what we used to say when we were younger. So you, I've seen all kinds of um, scary stories. So I've had clients um, who have called me because their employee uh, had an accident at the, at the workplace, at their business, and it was a regular workplace you know, occurrence. And when we started talking about what his next steps were, you know, we talked about, um, did he have workers comp? And he was like, well, I didn't know that I needed to have workers comp. And so with workers comp, once you have a certain number of employees, you have to have, you're required by statute to have workers comp, unless you have some sort of exemption. There are very few exemptions. So he was like, oops, I didn't know. And so I'm like, right, because you didn't consult an attorney on the front end. And like I said yesterday, Kellen, prevention is always cheaper than a cure, not just a medicine, you know? And so when you have the attorney on the front end, those are part of the conversations that you're going to have. And let me be clear. I'm not just talking about your best friend, sister, cousin, boyfriend, ex-wife who was a paralegal and, you know, worked for a law firm. I'm saying an attorney who specializes in business law, talking with that person about some of the foundational and groundwork that you need to put in place. I've had people, employers, small business owners call me about wanting to terminate employees or how should they go about writing up an employee. They don't have a handbook or, or employee manual. They don't have um, sometimes they have one, but it only talks about, you know, the benefits that come along with the position. Why? Because they went on Google, which is everybody think that's the new law school, you know, <laughs> so they went on Google. Oh yeah, I found this. And, and that's the, the document that they've used to create their employee handbook. 
I mean, so Kevin, I could go on and on with just countless stories of things that if you just talk with an, a business attorney on the front end, you wouldn't have these anxiety-filled moments. You know, you wouldn't have these, oh my God, how much is that going to cost me? It's going to cost me what, you know, to have an attorney litigate. I have, um, I've had uh, clients, prospective clients call me that they entered into a handshake agreement with a person to be a partnership. I've had them and want to know how do they get rid of the partner? <laughs> you know, um, I've had them say, you know, I, I took money from an investor, you, you know, it's, of course it's someone they know, you know, but I took money from an investor. And so uh, I want to know how do I get rid of them now that the business is making money? I don't need them anymore, you know, but all of those things were just talked about verbally or it was just kind of like, give me your 10,000, give me your 25,000 as an investment into my company. And when I make the money, I'll pay you back. But there's nothing in writing that actually spells out what that looks like, what the terms are, that kind of thing. So just, I mean, a lot of stuff that could be cured on the front end, you know, prevented on the front end, but now it, it's created a, a legal mess that is going to require substantial you know, ain't funds to take care of it. Now tell me this with, you know, getting the attorney and I love how you said, you know, Google's the, the new law school. Google's, cool. a, Google's the new law school. Um, you know, pe people sometimes say, well, I can't afford a lawyer right now. And, you know, you, what you can't afford is not to have one would be my response. But right. can you tell the people what those retainer fees monthly could look like? If there are any plans where you say, look, if you're seriously in business and paying your bills, you should be able to budget this in. Or, are there any affordable plans, whatever that means? Because mm -hmm. I don't I don't do we ain't negotiate my price. I got a package for everybody, but negotiation of my price for what you want me to do. No, it's okay. It's okay. So give us a game on some ranges that, you know, people could be in to get right. some help. So I can't speak to other attorneys uh, that practice in my area. I know that um, there are a lot of us, particularly in South Florida, but for me, I am truly a business. Well, first of all, I'm an entrepreneur and I understand, you know, the startup costs, I understand, you know, when it comes to making those critical decisions about where do I put this startup money first? So I, I get it. I understand. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm an entrepreneur first. Secondly, though, you, for my firm, I was serious about wanting to be an attorney for small business owners, particularly of the underrepresented group in business ownership and, and entrepreneurship. So I created a plan and, and you can go to my website and I have monthly plans that start at 129 bucks a month. Now, is that going to get you what a $1,500 a month plan will get you? Hell and no. And I know some of us, my, my family's from the island, so I'm going to just say it. Some of us, we have champagne taste, but only beer money. It doesn't work that way. If you only have beer money, then that's what we'll offer you, beer. If you have champagne money, then we'll offer you champagne. 
but um, but you can start as low as that. And I wanted to, I created it intentionally low that way because there are going to be months when you don't actually need an attorney to do anything, you know, need me to do work for you. And so it works out in the end that I make money and your business is also protected. So I'm in the business to also make money. I have, you know, a, a family that I have to take care of as well. So I'm not going to give away the house, but I am of the mindset that I know there are a lot of business owners out there that need the represent representation. And so I want to be able to offer that to them, honestly. I don't want to say, you know, sometimes you see companies, they offer things and you're like, well, who is this for? This ain't for me. <laughs> you know, this is not for the new startup business owner. So, um, so yeah, so it starts like that and uh, you can get, you know, with that kind of plan, you get some minimal stuff, but ultimately you, you're absolutely right, Kevin, like you can afford not to have an attorney. I also, and it's not just small business owners, like I'm not going to leave my faith-based organizations out there. I could tell you stories about those, you know, faith-based organizations too, that don't have uh, access to an attorney because they they don't think that it's you know a need, but it's still an entity. It's still a legal entity subject to litigation, subject to liability, you know. And so they also need one, and and I have packages for them too. Now, as the person who still has the only book on Amazon and in certain libraries on the Christian industry. Don't get me started talking about with the church that collects so much money, you know, um, not paying their own tax sometimes and what they don't have because in certain churches, you know, you go to a, a potter's house, you see a system set up as good as Disney World. But a lot of you want to get that notoriety. You want to have the look. You want to have, you know, whatever, but you don't have the business sense to go get an attorney. I could understand if they said, Kelly, PR, let, let God handle that. But attorney, half of y'all are doing dirt. I'm talking about you. I'm not saying you by name because, you know, I know too much. But y'all are doing dirt in your personal life and in the church life. And you don't have an attorney? It's not wise. Man, it's not wise. So we're live. So there ain't no cutback. There is no, you know, I, right. I'm not going to say a name, but let, let me, let me switch. So, okay. because you, you, you know, you, your pastor might see this and say, I hope she wasn't referring to me and everybody knowing the I, church. I know I, 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 I'm not referring to anyone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and I would be a sad member if my pastor wasn't taken care of. So, no, I'm not referring to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but there are a lot of sad members. I, I did church professionally when I was writing that book. And, you know, just growing up and you just see the stuff that, oh, no, that's not even in the scripture. Y'all mm -hmm. adding on to it. And you're not supposed to do that. But I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip it because okay. we can go somewhere with that. Okay. If somebody has an, um, they don't have an HR policy, is that something that we should go to an HR professional or could we go to a firm like yours and say, look, we want to get an HR policy because we're traveling with our you know, workers and clients and consultants. And we want to make sure that we, you know, everyone knows how much they're getting paid. What happens if they get hurt while traveling with us or when they're, you know, just working period. Is that something that 
you would want to do and able to do? Yeah, so yes, I'm able to do that. Uh, yes, I would want to do that. But that's not to say an HR firm could not, because I promise you, they have an attorney on board. Um, I, in fact, I know a lot of attorneys who have uh, made a niche just doing HR work. So they are HR consultants, and that's all they do. And they're attorneys. They, you know, they've done the business law work, and so they see that's a niche that really could they can feel. So I will tell you, I, I don't have an objection. I don't think it's, you know, uh, wrong per se to go to an HR company because I'm pretty sure that they do have an attorney on board. And if you're not sure, you should certainly ask, you know, um, the documents that you're providing me that I'm paying for my employee manual, whatever the case may be. Are you is this, you know, where is this coming from? And so it should be more than I have 30 years of experience in HR. It should be, I have 30 years of experience in HR. And we also have an attorney on board who reviews all the policies to make sure they're in compliance with the nationals and state requirements. Can you tell um, the people in what range something like that could cost, you know, for your small business owner, um, you know, because people, again, before even asking you, they're scared to even email sometimes. And, and I get why sometimes people are scared to email now, because now you ask and you see the free quote, and then you got somebody emailing you for the next five months talking about, are you ready? Are you ready? Like, I wanted a free quote. If I was ready, I would tell you, relax. Right. So what range should somebody start to be able to prepare if they come to you? Because I'm talking about you right now. They okay. come to you and say, I want this done. Um, can you knock it out? Where should we be starting at for a price? Uh, depends on the type of industry and, and a lot of work, which is how I came up with my firm. Of course, it's a play on my name, but uh, we tailor every client's answer to their need. So yeah, you know, you may have five different restaurant owners who come and say, hey, I want an employee manual, but they may have different needs. They may be, you know, they may have only five employees. They may have only part-timers. They, so because this, the, the federal government sets different standards or different requirements depending on the classification of the employees. And then you also want to make sure you classify employees right. We went through a phase a few years ago where people were just dumping everybody in the salary position because they didn't want to have to pay overtime, you know, and the Department of Labor was like, um, that's a no. And the IRS jumped on it and said, and here's a fine for that. So, you know, so I, I can't say, you know, oh, starting at, because honestly, it depends on who, you know, the, the employer, the industry, what classification of persons, I wouldn't even say employees, what classification of persons they have working in their business. Are they independent contractors? You know, because yeah, you wouldn't necessarily have an employee manual for independent contractors, but you would have them addressed in your company, your overall organization's um, policies and procedures. You know, so 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 it's 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 kind of challenging to say. But I, I like to, and even with that, you know, you may say, okay, because I, I like people, I like my clients to be honest about what their budget is, you know, and saying, okay, 
what do you think something like this will cost Kanisha now that we've had our consultation, now that we've had our discussion about what my industry is, what I do, how many staff persons I have, then I'm going to say, okay, so for this, it's 500 bucks, you know, and so it, I need them to say, Ooh, 500 is kind of tight right now, you know, and then that, we're going to work Stop out. Stop it. You know, Stop it. If you no. tell her, if you tell a lawyer 500 is tight, you know how how tight law school and passing that bar was? Man, oh, I'm going to tell, I'm going to say what you can't say to your clients. Stop it with your pole mouth and selves. $500. She was up all night reading 10 books to recite them. Man, I, we get this stuff. We get this stuff. And I'm like, you kidding me? You, you know? No, it's it's true. It's true. But no, but because remember, I come from a place of I am trying to uh, ultimately, Kelly, I come from a place where I am I am actually wanting to be an affirmative force and shifting the wealth in this country. And so, yes, I do need to take care of my family. Yes, I do want to live a certain lifestyle. Yes, I do need to feel like I am being rewarded for the effort and the time that I put into law school. But I also know that my part of my purpose is shifting the wealth in this country. And so, yeah, if you if you tell me five hundred dollars is a bit much right now, then I'm going to say, OK, half now, half later. I do that with, you know, with my estate planning, because I do estate planning also for business owners, because that's a big part of it. Like that's a prevention measure too. too many of us, you know, have businesses and we haven't set up our secession plan. We haven't set up our own estate plan you know, for when we pass away. And so I, I do that with my state. Okay. If, if you come to me, you're like, okay, the business is set, which 99.9% time Kellen is not, but let's say you say the business is set and I just need you to do my estate planning for me, Kenesha. Okay. No problem. This is what it costs you. 3,500, five grand, 10 grand, 50% up front. That's when I get started. And then, you know, you, you can pay in installments, but the final payment is due when it's time to sign. Like, you know, and if you need 60 days to stretch out, no problem. You know, so I try to be flexible because I don't know everybody's pocket. And some people are, they're, they're cheap when it comes to their business. You know, no, they're, they're not cheap. They're, they're, they're stupid in business to think that they can get over because I remember taking that LSAT for the second or third time. And the LSAT training wasn't even $500, um, you know, to, to, to do. It's so It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, the bar, to become a member of the bar, let's, let's not even talk about law school. Like, once you graduate from law school, and I'm talking about at a time when I was in law school, which I've been a lawyer now 20, almost 20 years. It'll be 20 years next year. When I graduated from law school, Kellen, it was three grand just to do the, to go from law school graduate to admitted Florida bar member. Wow. You know what wow. I'm saying? So it's, it, yeah, no, <laughs> three grand. And that's 19 years ago. Hold on. We have somebody, um, they're, they're perplexed. They say, hold on. How, how she do law school how she become a lawyer for 20 years yeah she did it out of middle school that's how I she, did. she came she came out of middle school that's that's what that is I about did. so there, yeah don't cry oh my god <laughs> now now tell the people because you know somebody's listening right now maybe they're counting their crypto or they're counting their baggies talking about i'm trying to get out the game 
and they try to hire you as a lawyer and you're a business lawyer, but if they have criminal issues, do you even touch criminal? No, I don't do criminal. I don't do family. Uh, all I do is business, uh, small business work and estate planning for small business owners. I do have some old clients that, um, I, that I have from my family law days and um, some other businesses that I had that will call me and say, hey, can you do some estate planning work? So I do, I will take them on, but I am strictly uh, business owners, estate planning, succession planning. I will even, and I, and I say, I distinguish, I do, I distinguish between entrepreneurs and business owners. So for me, uh, entrepreneurs are people who have an idea or have a business that is not yet small business yet. So maybe they need to get their business plan together. So I, I do some of that work for them, or maybe they need to be connected to resources like the bookkeeping or the CPA or the marketing. So I do that stuff. So for me, yes, we all start as entrepreneurs, but then we add on the hat of a small business owner because that's a whole different mindset, in my opinion. When you have a business owner mindset, then you're right, Kellen, you're not saying it's too much. You're like, let's go. Yeah, let, let's go. Let's make it happen. Tell with, you know, the success that you've had and you're going to have the best is yet to come. What is a community give back that you are doing oh or want to do or want to do in the future? No, no, no. I'm saying, oh, my God, because um, so I'm a new member of the uh, National Coalition of 100 Black Women, West Palm Beach chapter, and I do a lot of um pro bono stuff outside of the business stuff. I love working with youth. Again, my premise is coming from, I am committed to shifting the, the wealth in this country. So I like to start working with um, young people who are interested in entrepreneurship. I believe God has given each of us a gift. And so if I can be a part of cultivating that gift at a, with an 11 year old or a 13 year old, then I do a lot of that. Um, I do a lot of presentations on entrepreneurship, on financial literacy uh, um, with different organizations. Yesterday, I did a presentation with the Guardian at Lightham program for their guardians. It was a continuing education credit course for them, but we were talking about how, or I was talking about, I had one of my colleagues, she, she's into crypto. Uh, she's amazing. And so we, joint, we did a joint presentation on having the wealth conversation with youth who are in foster care, you know, because they already have some obstacles that they have to overcome to even get to the starting gate with my children who weren't in the system. And so we had conversations about how to have a conversation about wealth, how to get to their mindset and start making those changes in their mindset so that they can understand money and how to track money and how to build wealth. So I just, I do anything that is about uh, wealth building and black and brown communities, Kellen, that's me. I'm there. No, that's, that's awesome. I'm going for sainthood. Uh, I, I hear you because you don't do family law, but you deal with the foster system, which is all the way just twists and turns, um, you know, CPS, uh, all that. I've, I've, I've worked in it all. And it's just like, this thing is so, they, it's, it's too many rules and not, and, and then not enough rules on one end, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, it's, it, the, 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 the child welfare 
welfare system, which is what we call it. That's where I cut my teeth at in law. And um, it is where you see the worst of society. Like you, you're, you know, we as a community uh, or society, we kind of walk around like, oh, it's not bad. Everybody has loving parents on the scale of some degree. But I tell you, you see stuff that makes you question if some of us are really human or are we animals um, because of the way we treat our children. So um, I, I've always stayed connected with that. I think that is one of the most them. And some of them may age out of foster care, but you also are a child of color. <laughs> so now, you know, you, you, which the majority of the children, see, I'm gonna get on my, my, my podium for a minute, Kellen, like, but the majority of children in, in the system in Florida are, are ch black children, you know? And so you already have all of these impediments, potential impediments that could change the, the trajectory of your life or the reason that God put you here. And so all of us collectively need to, you know, jump in and kind of assist those kids. So yes, now family law, I did that for a hot minute and um, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, 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 I feel you. I feel you. I always said, oh, I go work with an attorney and, and we, you know, knock all these bogus CPS cases out, but then it's just, there's other ways to make money and a lot more of it. Um, yeah. then, then dealing with that. Um, but let me, let me ask you this because, you know, we have this world that we're in and now we have the metaverse and, you know, so many rules on crypto have changed in the metaverse. Have you looked into representing people there? Because in the metaverse, you know, pick which one you're going to be in, whether it's a sandbox or roadblocks, whatever, right? Right. People are going to become lawyers and say, I'm a lawyer in the metaverse. And I don't know if that's going to be legally bound. Nobody knows. I personally am going to be a guru. I'm going to have a little turban type thing on my head. And I'm going to be giving all type of advice. And, um, and I can legally do it, calling myself doctor, whoever, right? Where do you think law in these blockchains, in these cryptos, in these metaverses, where is it going? Are we going to see fake attorneys, people who know everything like Dr. Umar Johnson or Brother Polite or Grant Cardone, you know, um, and where are we going? And have you seen anything to try to like, you know, stop some problems inside the metaverse and law? Because it, it's, it's a crazy wild, wild west right now. <laughs> well, I think like everything, it's going to be constantly involved, evolving. Um, I have no idea. I, I would, I wish I could pull out my crystal ball and tell you, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I think that there will be a, a lot of litigation around it and that's going to shape the law. So, I mean, which is with everything, there's a whole lot of people start fighting. Uh, and then that's, you know, I heard of a case, <laughs> I heard of a case where a man, he wanted to divorce his wife in the metaverse, like his metaverse wife, he wanted to divorce, you know, and then um, there was a, a woman who filed criminal charges in the metaverse or wanted to file criminal charges because she said she was assaulted in the metaverse. So it's going to be, you're going to have people who initiate litigation and that's what, how we're going to deal the body of law. Now, I will tell you, there's also those of us in the profession that we are very protective of the profession. And so we try to um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? We try to make sure that All right, so we do try to combat that a lot in, in the Florida bar, but but I can't tell you where we're going with the metaverse and all that other stuff. Again, that's not my area. <laughs> so I wouldn't even begin to prophesy about what's happening, what's going to come come forward, but it'll be interesting, like everything, like everything. Okay, and where do you see, you know, with law school not being any cheaper? Um, and, you know, be, becoming a paralegal, many people say, I'm going to stop here. You know, is there any encouraging word you can leave a young person, maybe 14 or 15, who says, I want to be a lawyer, but I mean, I hear I'm going to be in debt, you know, unless I'm, you know, have great grades and know where to find the scholarships. Right. Um, yeah, g give us some game on, on that, because there's some lawyers out there making $25,000 a year. There's some making $50,000 a year and there's some making, you know, 5 million and more. So right. we're like, unlike becoming a doctor or a nurse, you know, you are going to have a job. That's one guaranteed profession in this country and pretty right. much around the world. But being a lawyer, no one has to hire you and no one has to hire you. So right. give us your game on that. So I am, I also mentor uh, young black women who are interested in being attorneys or are like baby lawyers. That's what I refer to them as. But one thing when, when, when women come up to me and they're like, Kanisha, you know, I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm applying to law school or I want to go to law school. I'm like, why? <laughs> Florida has so many law schools and they're cranking out hundreds of lawyers a, a semester. Uh, secondly, we already have, we probably have close to the state of Florida. So, and that's for however many, you know, million people are in Florida. So I am not at this, this, at this stage where we are in 2022, I am not a big fan of encouraging anyone to go into law school unless, unless Kellen they know they are going to do one of two things. One is they just want to elevate their voice in the room. So, you know, when you have the Esquire at the end of your name, you know, people are number one or number two, you have a niche, a unique niche uh, practice area that you want to go into. You know, too many of them are like, oh, I want to be a family lawyer. Don't do it. Oh, I want to do personal injury. Don't do it. Oh, I want to do criminal law. Don't do it. Like those are like, just don't do it. If you want to do, you know, IP or, you know, maybe even by the time they come out of law school, Kellen, they want to practice, you know, uh, metaverse, <laughs> you know, in the metaverse practice area. Yes. But don't do it if you're like, oh, I just want to come out because, you know, and help and, and be a family lawyer. Like it's all admirable. Don't get me wrong but you're coming to do it to not make money. Be prepared as a family attorney, uh, a criminal lawyer to make 40 and be okay with that. If that's your passion and you feel like that's what God called you to do, all, you know, go for it, but understand you will not, it's going to be the rare person that makes more than 40 in those areas. Now, again, you get in a niche, some specialized area where there's like 10 of you in the whole country, or you know what I'm saying? Or maybe 10 of you all in the whole state. Now you're cooking with goose. 
still, she's talking to me, uh, preaching to the choir. Cause I still want to, that's one goal that I want. I said, I wanted to do that. I haven't done, but my whole thing, even as a kid, cause my mother really pushed it hard and said, you should be a, you should be a lawyer. You'd be a good, good lawyer. And I was like, you know what? I've become a lawyer just so I could be like John Grisham and write books. And now that I write books, have a publishing company and all that, I still haven't done the other parts. I can be like John Grisham and all the other lawyers who just became successful writers. And I said, maybe that's why my books aren't where they're at, because I don't have that Esquire at the end yet or that part of the story. I don't know. But, you know, I love that you gave that game because when you see somebody who owes over six figures in debt and they can't get their feet. Sometimes, you know, it's various things. Uh Uh-oh, I got to go here. It's various things, forgive me in advance. Okay. Because I don't mean to offend anybody, but I might offend some people. Various things depend if you get hired, whether it be by a law firm or clients. We see a lot of medical doctors and a lot of lawyers on Instagram being looking like Instagram models, they can compete with anything on OnlyFans. How much of that is impacting how people are getting hired from big firms? You know, in DC, I, I intern there, the skirts go higher than they do in LA at the BET Awards um, and quicker too, uh, because people know to get up, to get above, I got to do whatever I got to do to get on these people's good graces. That story still hasn't been told fully in DC. I'm not going to tell it. So y'all got to write that book, but I, I'm not the one. Um, how, how much, like, what do you think about that? Lawyers who are, you know, got the red bottoms on, but they're really selling the, every other curve on, on the line. And, and how are they, you know, does it, does it impact them in a positive way? Do they win more cases? Do they get more clients? Give us the game. <laughs> Um, I cannot comment on whether, well, I, I can comment on objective stuff. Do they win more clients? Uh, or I'm sorry, do they win more cases? No, because the, you know, sometimes your case is what it is and the jury can see through it or the judge can see through it, you know? So, and then, you know, it is what it is. I don't know that that affects you. Uh, I think that, uh, getting more clients? Probably so. I mean, come on, you men are visual. You know what I mean? So, hey, she looks a certain way. She must be successful. Why? I don't know, but that's, you know, that's what y'all think. Um, so I, I can't, you know, I can only comment. I'm going to tell you something that I believe about the legal profession. I believe it is one of the most noble, if not the noblest profession anyone can go into. I don't think going to law school is a waste, even if you know you're not going to become an attorney, because one thing that law school did for me back in the day, now I don't know what law school's cranking out, because I will tell you, I've met some some challenging individuals uh, when it comes to uh, newly graduated uh, law students and and recently admitted bar, bar people. But law school taught me how to think in a particular way. And so I think that's critical to a lot of what we face in society today. I think it has helped me in my business as a business owner, separate and apart from, you know, just being able to understand the law and know what applies, but just in my, my, my uh, ability to think a certain way, to think critically, to, to perform critical analysis. So there's nothing wrong with going to law school if you want to just better yourself. That is for you, Kellen. 
So <laughs> do it. Um, but I just want, I don't want people, particularly people of color who are fighting to get into law school because they have this vision or dream of practicing a particular in a particular practice area, thinking that they're going to be able to feel their passion and also make, you know, 250000 Because in my mind, the, the world that we're living in right now, making six figures, anything less than a quarter of a million is not living. You're still living paycheck to paycheck. So, um, but as far as, you know, why attorneys do a certain, you know, act a certain way, you know, it's what people want. You know, they want to see the flashy lifestyle. They want to see, you know, you look successful because they think that you look successful. You must be successful. You must win cases. You must know what you're doing. All of that. It's all the perception. It's, it's the way that our society has evolved now. So, you know, and whether or not that is, uh, they are actually because of that lifestyle or because of what they're portraying on, on social media, whether or not that actually has positively in, increased their business or, you know, made them more wealthy when it comes to their practice. Probably, but I can't listen, Kellen. I'm only responsible for KG. That's that's it. Just me. Like I can't, I can't. You know, I, I can't talk about what other people do. I'm I'm living for me. I am focused on me. <laughs> I can't judge anybody what they're what they're doing. I'm in my lane. I no, and I respect it. It's, I just want people to to know because I talk to people. You know, I'm going to go to law school and I'm going to this and some of them um or you know going out of their way to i gotta have the look first and it's like you don't understand that look can get you in trouble especially you know you can give somebody a hammer and if they don't know what to do with it they could hurt themselves bad and so you know sometimes people are blessed with figures and mindsets that they put themselves out there you don't understand this is why everybody's trying you you look like a a a true prostitute online you know, that's the, the garb of a prostitute, a shawu. Shout out to my uh, Cameroonians and Nigerians who know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we, 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 we talk that talk, that pigeon talk when we don't, you know, we're trying to hit that. We, we don't want you to be in a shawu. We don't want you to look loose and then say, why is no one giving me any respect? Tell the people where they can find you, where they can connect with you, where they can hire you before, you know, we cut up offline. Cause there's some things I want to say, I'm not going to do that to her right now. Y'all uh, I'm not going to bring that side. You guys are going to think, you know, but let the people know where they can hire you. Cause they need your services. Ahora, now. All right. All right. So you can find me at Taylor. It's biz law. So it's going to be Taylor hyphen it's bizlaw.com. You can call my office at 561-908-4178 and you can get a consultation scheduled with me. I cover the entire state of Florida. I don't mind traveling. I actually uh, am a, a road hog when it comes to stuff like that. So, um, and, and, and we're in a virtual world. We, I was doing virtual before COVID. So, you can call me 561-908-4178. You can go on my website. Uh, you can follow me on my social media. My company social media uh, is Taylor It Biz Lawyer. And then um, Kanisha Taylor. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. 
tailor it just went on tiktok so i'm excited i got some fun videos for you kellen you'll see you'll see a little bit of kanisha come out so today i'm kanisha taylor you'll learn the kg <laughs> which is uh my inner person who who uh, you know who are really um you know kanisha taylor's the veneer you know that's a professional polish but there is a kg also but um so yeah so you'll find me on all the social media platforms you guys check her out and if you see her in the street with somebody who you know i'm like he looks familiar like is that rick fox's little brother go up and ask him whatnot and, and, and talk to him whatnot you know with all respect you guys have been blessed by the game make sure you share it be blessed it will change somebody's life are you tired of the rat race in america are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at DiversifiedGame.com.